previously on A Game Called Quest. You can see the massive, looming, luminescent figure etched out on the edges, almost humanoid, but as if each of its limbs were made of strikes of light. So Talon is distracting it. Okay. And then I still will roll an attack on her. Okay. So, yeah, let's see if, if what I roll. Okay, I got, I got a 12. I got a 12. So she takes four damage as, Mm -hmm. as the limb reaches up and whacks her out of the sky. And she slams to the ground and you can see like the little sparks coming off her body. Greetings, adventurers, and welcome, welcome back to another episode of A Game Called Quest. We're so, so happy to have you. I'm Rose, your friendly neighborhood game master slash guide. I don't have any announcements today, so let's jump right on into the game. Our story continues in the throes of a great storm, with a pan down over the back of a massive lightning creature down to where its victim lies. A curled up, sopping wet, and slightly sparkling little bird, Talon. No, she's not dead, right? She still has one hit point left. One hit point (laughs) left. And I yell out. No, I don't even yell out. I just sort of whisper, Talon. (laughs) Oh, baby. Okay, and it's, um... Gray's turn. No, it's it's Zuri's turn. Oh, thank God. It's Zuri's like, watching this, like, <laughs> devastated Zuri. And even Elise, like, she's not as, like, cold-hearted as she, like, looks exteriorly. She's, like, angry that this thing hurt this little bird. So, basically, what, uh, what Elise thinks about doing, like, Zuri's like, okay, we have to get away from the situation because you will die. And Elise is, like, basically that she has an idea but she doesn't say this to Zuri. She just like starts climbing a tree and then <laughs> takes the rope behind her and smashes the thing again with the momentum of having climbed the tree. All right, go ahead and make an attack roll. Uh, 16. Okay, that is a success. And so uh, it slams back against the ground and is on the ground. And it is... Gray's turn. Uh, this is a, this is the thing is as Gray does not have. Uh, do we talk about this? Gray does not have any attack powers, right? None, not a single one. Um, Elisa's just like glaring from the treetops down at Gray. She's just glaring at him in her lion form. It is fading though. Like it's <laughs> it has like no power. Like it's like just like basically like a tiny ball of lightning at this point now. I think. Yeah, Gray, Gray knows that he needs to help somehow, but all he's got are, are these these magic tricks. So and Also, Zuri, through Elisa's body, like, yells out, You have to! You have to do this for Talon! Oh, no. And he's... And what... And, and Gray is seeing... Gray is seeing, you know, this, this mountain lion figure yelling that he needs <laughs> to do something. So... He's gonna reach down. He's gonna take a quick, a quick swig from the the little flask that's been hanging at his side with some water from Yusaga's homeland, and he's gonna take his staff and he's gonna heave it 
at the, the ball of lightning that's left. Is he throwing his staff or is he hitting it? Oh yeah, he's he's chucking the staff. Oh, okay, so he's like throwing. He's, he's, yeah. He's throwing mm-hmm. this, it's like a spear almost. Okay, make an attack roll. It's a 17. All right. How, how, describe, give me some flavor. How, how do you, how do you oh destroy God. the beast? Okay. Um, it's dead now, finally. It had one health left. That's why I was like, are you gonna wild attack? Are you? Are you gonna wild attack? <laughs> oh, dang. See, I'm on your side. Yeah, except for it could have killed her. Go, go ahead, Fallon. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he's, um, so, so Grace sees that, you know, this mount, this mountain lion figure that makes him feel very safe yell to him that he has to do this. So he takes he takes his staff like like a like a javelin and he just yells for Rocky and he 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 chucks it. It doesn't it's not very strong uh, or very powerful, but it just like like kind of just clunks off of this uh, this lightning ball and falls to the ground for a moment. It looks like maybe nothing has happened, but then you see the, what's left of this creature, like kind of crackle and fizzle, then com- condense down into a little ball, and finally just actually. So it's very underwhelming. Then what what is what has happened here? Uh, at least as far as Gray's part, just little stick yeah. flies through the air, just like like boink, boink. falls to the ground. <laughs> Incredible. So you guys see. Um, as it, it's now compressed down into this tiny little, like, hand-sized ball of lightning, like, almost like the size of, like, a small bouncy ball. And then it starts to beep, like, like, buzz, like, in, like, kind of a rhythmic fashion. What do you do? I'm going to drop my weapons and go run and cradle Talon in my arms. And and if something ba- metagame, if something bad happens, I'm cra- I'm cradling her and holding her and protecting her from harm. Oh boy! <laughs> this is Zuri. This is like sees like um, Horn running towards Talon, and she's so devastated and angry that she jumps down to the tr- from the tree straight on what the monster's perceived head is to like stomp down on it. It does not have a head anymore. It's just a ball of energy. Oh. So you jump on it. Oh, God. <laughs> I really want to, but I don't want to die. <laughs> Wait, let me think about this. This seems fine. It's still lightning. It's just not, it can't move or do anything. Yeah, anymore. so I would be struck by it. I would take damage. Yes, if you touch it, it will still hurt you. <laughs> would I take more than three damage? I don't know. <laughs> You know! <laughs> alright, okay. Um, alright, so Zuri's super upset, so she's just gonna like, like take one of the acorns from the tree and just throw it at it. It sizzles and the, the little like hat falls off. You know how acorns have hats? The yeah. little hat falls off <laughs> and the nut part is gone. She's like, glad I, glad I didn't <laughs> jump down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zuri. At least it's just irritated. She just fizzles back into Zuri's mind and it just becomes Zuri and Alyssa's body again. Just like the acorn. She was the acorn and Zuri's the hat. 
Uh, all right, well, Gray is going to... Oh, are you right up next to it or did you throw it? Is anybody near it? Not, not, I'm not near it, I threw. Okay, so no one's near it. So never mind. Uh-oh. Never mind what? Yeah, right. Never mind what? <laughs> never mind nothing. Never mind nothing. Um, oh my gosh, this DM everyone is absolutely evil. Do you know? Like the smile on you her just face hear, like, right now. Yeah, Gray, Gray is going to slowly approach to retrieve his staff. Okay, so as you do, you see, you can kind of peer into the little ball of energy and you can see it's been it's been buzzing for a little while, uh, but you can actually see in it the shape of the number 11. <gasps> the number 10. The number 9. Everyone, we have to get out of here as fast as possible. Get us far away from this thing as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Gray just, he turns his head back to the group and he goes, uh, the shot clock's winding down, I think. Eight. And then he's just going to repeat the numbers as they go down. Seven. Uh, seven. Okay, and then Zuri, like, <laughs> just basically, like, scrambles <laughs> to, like, just leap from, like, one tree to the next and try and get as far away as possible. She doesn't understand how she has this dexterity right now, but she, like, recognizes that she's close to death and she's just hopping away and she's, like, yelling for everyone to also get away as far as possible from this. So your your choice you're you're doing a run. Do you want to make a? Actually, you're a fighter. You're fine. You run away. What does everyone else do? But I'm also like telling Torn to get away with like Talon as this is happening as I'm like scrambling from tree to tree. Oh wait, 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 wait! I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Give me just a moment. Gray is right freaking down there near the beast, getting his staff back. <laughs> Can I take the rope and tie him up with my rope and yeet him with me? I mean, will he let you? Will you let me? I don't think Zuri cares. She's like concerned about his Six. level of intelligence. Okay, wait. So yeah, Zuri takes the rope. She like throws it down, and she's like, "You have to, you have, you have to come with me." I mean, my grab your stuff. My mirage is still up, right? Yes. Yeah. Then, then Gray's like, "Oh yeah, okay." Uh, and he just like run, <laughs> runs the, the to the safety line. of the of of Elise slash Mountain Lion. Yes, okay, so now, now we're Five. running away. Now we're running away. Okay. Thorn's on the ground cradling Talon and saying stuff like, I'm sorry, Thorn, I I, I put her in harm's way. I, I didn't mean to. I, I shouldn't have done that. And he's just sort of... Uh, oh, you're apologizing to Thorn in your head. That's so sad and sweet. But I think, like, when everybody, like, starts, like, running away, he'll, like, get up... <laughs> He'll get up and like, but he's not like running at like full speed. Like he's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to imagine like what kind of run he would do. Uh, just sort of like, he's like stumbling and like tripping over himself, trying to get away. But like, he's just so sad. Like he can't even see with all like the tears in his eyes. And he's like stumbling uh, to try to get away, but he's not doing a great job at yeah. it. I think uh, for this purposes of this trial, let's have everybody just make a D20 to see since you're all kind of taking the running approach. Yeah, and I also didn't mention, like, how how I would be pulling Grey along, you know? And I'm on top of a tree. So I think my idea is to, like, yeet him 
<laughs> as far away as possible. So you throw him? <laughs> I feel like he might take some damage, but like... Yeah, I was gonna say, um, I guess Nuri make an attack roll on Grey. Oh god, but I don't want to <laughs> hurt him, but at the same time, I feel like that would be less dangerous than what this electricity might do. They don't, I don't yeah, move go ahead fast. and make an attack roll. Toss me. <laughs> I, think I'm gonna, I don't have any other choice, because if I have him on my back, I think Zuri is very dexterous, but not as dexterous as Elise, and I think she needs to do this. So yeah, she's gonna try and yeet Grey as fast as possible, as far away as possible, and try to like aim him to where they're like a lot of like you know like grass and stuff to not do too much yeah damage. it'll just be like your normal attack yeah yeah, <laughs> so. yeah yeah don't tell the elf i got a 10 <laughs> so tough choice um that is a tough choice tough so choice. either you deal an additional uh two damage to him or you cannot get out of the radius of this thing you not him Okay, I'm at three health. I'm so sorry, Gray, but I'm gonna give you those additional couple damage. We're gonna sleep it off, okay? It's gonna be okay. <laughs> so you take four damage. God. I'm at two. Zuri's just like screaming sorry three. as she's throwing Gray. She's just like, sorry! Okay, so I'm gonna have that be all that you guys need to do. You, Brett, you don't need to make a roll. You're now definitely out okay. of it. Um, <laughs> Dr. Turtle, go ahead and make a soaring check. Okay, that's a success. And Ben? Mm, oh, 19. Okay, so all of you guys are Wait. out of, you're substantially out of the way of this thing. Wait. Two. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Hang on, because I threw gray, but I didn't say how I got out. Oh, okay, how do you get out? Um. Okay, after throwing him, I like swing from tree to tree, basically. Or like, you know, jump Monkey bar that ish. Yeah. I love that. We get a couple great panels of everybody in their very uh, traumatized state, <laughs> running as far away from this thing as possible. And we just hit two, so. One. And. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. Nothing happens. Classic. And nothing happens? Classic. It, it's like. It's like the Joker's gun, like it's a little <laughs> bang flag comes out. It just fizzles out now, and now it's just a empty stone. So you're telling me... <laughs> I was trying to help! <laughs> Wait, what was the countdown to then? Nothing? Um, so, as you guys are all standing there, uh, you, you're, you're just like looking, because now it's just a stone, right? And then where the stone is... There is a small, human-sized hand. And then slowly materializing from the wrist, you start to see this kind of, like, silvery, purplish skin kind of sort of starts to form the shape of a humanoid. From these long fingers, you can see that the nails, she's got these, like, dark, purple, sparkled nails, like, almost black. And her skin has a kind of shimmering, translucent color. It grows up her arm and then starts to form the rest of a body, a cloaked form in a dark, in dark clothing with, as the ankles ease into feet, you can see these sort of sharp pointed black heels. The, the clothes are flowing, but kind of tight around the bodice. And you see before you. And that's where we're gonna take our break. Hi, this is Brett. I play Gray. This week's spotlight is Heartbeat Dice, 
Heartbeat Dice is a queer and BIPOC-owned and operated dice-making organization. They are the creators of the original Pride Dice for tabletop RPGs, as well as tons of other amazing dice designs. They often run charity events and donate proceeds towards organizations such as the Bell Project. You can support them by visiting heartbeatdice.com to buy your next set of dice. You've arrived in Arcanus, the worst place in the world. Here, you'll delve into unhallowed tombs and twisted forests. Maybe you'll even do some good, if you can live long enough. In Darkest Quest, you play as heroes in a terrifying world, fighting evil as it encroaches from all sides. GMJ is a professional game master who has been GMing for over 20 years. His players have dubbed his games roleplay heavy with rich world building and delightful action and tension. Sign up to start playing at startplaying.games. Bigotry is not accepted at the table. A Game Called Quest is proud to be part of the Audible affiliate program. Audible is an amazing way to find and access tons of great books and stories. If you think about it, audiobooks were really the original podcasts. You can get a free one-month Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash a game called quest. That trial includes one token for a free audiobook. So we have left a list of fantasy books written by POC and LGBTQ plus authors that we recommend in the description box. Get the joy of listening to great fantasy stories without the frustration of having to wait for the next episode of the podcast. Try Audible. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour, an actual play podcast about going to school, arguing with your parents, and ruining your favorite outfit while hunting horrible monsters. Narrative-driven and crisply edited with painfully relatable characters. Monster Hour follows unlikely heroes J.R. Super suspicious. That's sort of my deal. Constance. I may be a bit of a know-it-all, but I might actually know it all. And Alvin. I'm monstrous. As they unravel the sinister mysteries of a strange Colorado town. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, Buffy, or the Adventure Zone Amnesty, you'll love Monster Hour. Tune in for new episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show body a cloaked form in a dark in dark clothing with as the ankles ease into feet you can see these sort of sharp pointed black heels the the clothes are flowing but kind of tight around the bodice and you see before you a woman she is everything i just described and also she's about human height Um, She's got a hood up over her head that kind of falls down over her eyes, but you can see a little bit of silver hair poking out from underneath, and you can see a slight smile curling across her lips. She has ornately decorated clothing and jewelry, and above her head floats this obsidian crown. I'm sure she's nice. This is your new friend. Yeah, friends. She's there, and she... And she takes the ball, this now, it's kind of just like an empty orb of sort of like blue cloudy color. And she turns towards you and she says, wow, that was entertaining. What do you do? I ignore her and continue examining my friends. I go up to the bird and I say, I say, little bird, do you want to live? What does she say? Does she respond? Talon's a bird still, so... No, <laughs> but 
Uh, right. So Talon, uh, unless you, do you want to speak with animals right now? Do I want to speak with animals? Um, hmm. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Thorn or I feel like Zach would be like, um, what? No, she doesn't want to die. She doesn't want to die. Heal her. What are you doing? I can't heal her without consent, guys. Um, Talon just kind of like lets out like a low, like warble and like lifts up a head for a second in the direction of um, like where Thorn was petting her and then just like uh, falls back into her sort of like limber state. I'm bored of this. She's right behind you now. Can we do this later? Um, Zuri looks over at her and goes, um, I'm sorry to ask this, but um, do you listen to a girl in red? <laughs> Never mind. I think I think the viewers that need to understand what that means will get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, she does. She looks at you kind of confused for a second, but then I think she like she looks at you and kind of smiles a little bit. Zuri's just red, but then she's like, but then as she's like joking, but she's like doing it as like. But playfully. she clearly understands. What you meant. Yeah, and Zuri does this playfully, but she wasn't expecting the smile, so she gets, like, super, super red. And then she says, We can discuss music selections another time. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) I've heard quite a lot about you. For right now, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm the monarch. (laughs) And she smiles, and her smile gets even bigger. And she goes, Now, see... I'm sorry about all the trouble that you've been through. I know that some of my concoctions are not always friendly to visitors. But when I heard that somebody had been going around going against my orders among my people, breaking up wars that were supposed to be happening, stopping my animal friends from doing their job, I just, I had to see it for myself. And I have to be honest, while entertaining, uh, I'm, like, only minorly impressed. Oh. I'd like it if you'd introduce yourselves to me so that I can learn more about you, put names to faces. Word of mouth is so unreliable. Wouldn't you agree? Zuri, like, tries to speak, but she's like... She's talking to everyone. She she makes, like, that same... She doesn't have... She doesn't show her eyes, ever. But when she looks at you... It's the same feeling of making eye contact. Mm, mm-hmm. And so she does, like, catch each of you and give you that same smile. She definitely, like, lingers on Thorn, and you can definitely feel, because we know, we all know that Thorn is, like, we all know that Thorn, like, has, like, this, like, very, like, statuesque tree person form. So she does definitely pause to admire the sculpturesque Thorn form. Uh, she definitely, like, when she looks at Gray, Slash Yasalga, she looks at them and then like her eyes move or that that feeling, her her gaze tilts a, a couple of feet up as if she can tell that there would have been eyes there at some point. Like that the stature of Yasalga is taller than the form. Like mm-hmm. the feeling. Mm-hmm. Um and then and then she definitely like I think maybe the last person that she looks at is Dr. Turtle. Uh, and since, unless, does any of you want to answer the question or are you all just standing there staring? Juri just wants to say that, like, she, she just says, Maya, do you, do you know Maya? So, Dr. Turtle, I saw that, I, saw, I thought that you, I mean, I all, all, uh, travel 
in between planes is expressly authorized by, well, me. And I noticed that the rest of your people have gone. Is there a reason you're still here? Well, me. And I noticed that the rest of your people have gone. Is there a reason you're still here? Can I roll to see if she might have another name other than the monarch? Um, you cannot. You do not. Nobody knows her real name. It is the monarch, for all you know. She doesn't even have a real name. She's like this, like, strange godlike creature and lives on the mortal plane. In that case, I ignore her again and go back to healing Talon. I think, uh, speaking of Thorn's body being statuesque, I think, um, with all this happening, uh, Zach sort of, like, you know, starts standing up, like, straight, and he's, like, he's he's still cradling Talon, uh, but he's, like, you know, stands up, straight, stands up straight, like, puffs out his chest, and he's, like... My name is Zack, and I travel in the body of Thorn, and this is Talon, our friend, and you've heard her, and I don't want to talk to you right now. I want you to go. Oh. So I think that the monarch sighs. I thought this would be more fun, but you all seem really sort of down in the dumps. You did defeat my conjuration. And you didn't even die. Most people, at least one of their party members dies. One almost did. So you should be proud of yourselves. That's what I'm saying. And I really just came to tell you that. And also, well, no, really, that was it. I want to ask you something. Yes, I promise I'll tell you the truth. Do you know who Maya is? I do. Okay, like, Zuri wasn't expecting this response, and this, like, this makes her, like, stumble a little bit. Where is she? I know that, too. Will you tell us? Well... Will you tell us? But then you'd leave. Then you'd go and find her, and then you'd leave, and then then it'd be over. I thought you wanted us to leave. I thought you didn't want us to be here. It's not that I want you to leave. It's that I want you to stop interfering. That was was unexpected, what you did with the Lacerti. That was unexpected. I don't like that. But this, what you just did... The lightning beast? That. That was impressive. Please, we just want to go home. We have homes, we have families, and Maya is the only real family I have. You have to let us go home. So, anyway, I brought you a little gift. And she pulls out, uh, she pulls out a deck of cards. She pulls out a cu- she just kind of like waves her hand and a couple, a deck of cards appears in her hands. And she says, I know that it's sometimes very hard to keep track of the skills that you have. So I brought you something to help. And she hands you these little, like, embossed, like, playing cards. And uh, people who play Quest will know that the abilities in Quest are written on cards. And you can have, like, a deck of cards that has all of your abilities in them. And she says, you've done very well so far, but I think I can do you one better. And she counts out each of the abilities that you already have. And then she gives you one extra. And it's face down. (laughs) Awesome. I love you, Rose. And then she waves her hands and the deck of cards disappears. And she says, you see, this is my plane. A lot of people might tell you different. They might tell you that I'm not the only one in charge. But anyone who doesn't listen to me will pay the price heavily. And anyone who does will be rewarded equally heavily. So, 
I like what you've done here. It was a pleasure meeting you. And I hope that you have a great rest of your adventure. And of course. And then she looks very closely at each of you, landing lastly on Zuri. I wish you the best in finding your friend. And then just the way that she appeared molecule by molecule, she starts to fade away. Almost like as if dust is leaving where her fingers had been and it floats up until finally there's nothing left but that hand holding the the ball of cloud, those long black nails clutching to the edges. And then with a, she's gone. And you guys get to level up. Ooh, also <laughs> great. Oh, I thought that's a great way of doing it, Rose. Zuri really just has great. like tears coming out of her eyes. She's like emotionally <laughs> distraught. But yes, she has a new ability and she has leveled up. <laughs> um, also, you definitely get five adventure points from uh, that that boss fight. You don't get any points from interacting with the monarch, but um, you know, she's. You, you, you leveled up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's do that. Let's uh, talk about leveling up. Basically, what you do is just choose your new ability. Um, I think maybe each of you guys choose your ability and decide like what it looks like as your character realizes this, that they have this ability, and then we'll call it the end of the episode. Okay, yeah. So I think we already kind of alluded to this, um, but... Dr. Turtle has communed with the spirits from the, um, from the other side and has in, in this whole process kind of learned how to communicate with them. So I think I'm going to take the communicate with spirits. Yeah, that's perfect. So you're going to take commune with the dead. And, uh, as you are, you know, you flip over the card and you see the little, uh, symbol, um, it's a bit bizarre and strange to you because to you, like all these things have already been natural, but you do hear in the back of your mind, Gareth, uh, being like, Oh my God, I can talk to dead people. What does this mean? This is very strange. And you hear now, um, you just know, like you look up and you see, you see the, um, the birds flying in the sky and you get the sense that now it would be much easier to communicate with them. All right, who would like to go next? Does anybody have an idea what they want to take? I'm really Not torn. Yet, I'm really okay. torn of, about. What I thought I you were Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I actually I have mine. Uh, I'm going to take the last ability in misdirection, which is invisibility. Ooh, do you have all the other ones already? Dang. Okay, work. Yeah. I pretty much entirely took from one try. He's min-maxed. That's right. (laughs) Awesome. So do you do it? Do you turn invisible for like a hot second? I won't make you expend points for it. I think it's just like a brief second. Like everyone sees your Selga's form shimmer away and then shimmer back. And you're like, oh my God, how did I do that? And then you flip over the card and you see how you do that, which is... Oh, um, that's how I did that. Yeah. So Elise chooses charge like okay so interestingly enough when she flips the card around um zuri does for a moment it looks like it's blank but then elise takes over momentarily and uh or like her eyes seem a little more red than usual and uh it like the card magically appears 
it's no longer invisible and it says charge on it. So she unlocks the ability of charge. Nice. Awesome. And charge is you lock your gaze on a nearby destination, summoning all of your strength to charge toward it. You violently barrel through any foes in your path, knocking them down and dealing one damage to each of them. Creatures you knock down are dazed and cannot use special abilities during their next turn. I think probably it like also kind of looks like you just worked out or something like that. Like, <laughs> like you just like bulked up a little bit. Yes. And then lastly, Thorn. So Zach, Zach is like looking at everybody gaining their new abilities and stuff and doesn't really feel any different. And he flips over his card and sees folk song. And he's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. I, I don't need that. What? And he's kind of like disappointed. He feels like he gets like a like a bad shake on his um, on his ability. Um, <laughs> but uh, he'll he'll see the use of it perhaps uh, in the future. Amazing. And the four of you with your newfound powers and your honestly newfound heroism, you guys just defeated a really big, powerful monster. Uh, you might even call it a boss. And you guys, I think, kind of turn towards the path. And you can see now in the distance, there's a town that you can now see in the distance with a towering wall and masonry and like gate around it. And you guys see it in the distance and you're looking up at it. And then and then you remember that you're all so tired. And so you all just go back and find some logs right near the path and just like conk out. And that's where we're going to end our game. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of A Game Called Quest. I hope you enjoyed this one. It was the wrap up to a really special arc. Our first arc, our arc in the forest. A Game Called Quest is an actual play audio drama of the tabletop role-playing game Quest, created by TC Sodic. This podcast is a collaborative storytelling project, meaning that myself and the amazing players all work together to make the story that you then get to listen to. You can find info about me and all of the amazing players in the description box below. This podcast is edited by myself and by my co-editor, Sean. All music is used under the Creative Commons license and can be found in the description box below. Sound effects are from YouTube Freesound and freesound.org. Once again, we love having you every other week. Thanks so much for adventuring with us, and be sure to join us next time on A Game Called Quest. <laughs>